Hey friend, hey! I'm so glad you came back for another fun episode over here at Java with Jen. Now on today's show, I did something a little bit different, which I've done before, which is I was a guest on another show called Powerful Whispers, who happens to be one of my previous podcast students. And I wanted to share her show with you guys, as well as the wonderful conversation that we had. So I left all of her intro stuff, her intro music and everything, because I wanted want you guys to get a little taste of what it's like to listen to her show because I would love if you would go and subscribe to her podcast as well. Her podcast is built around the concept of hearing God's voice as well, but she goes a step further and includes hearing God for your body, soul, and spirit. She's a nutritionist and has a lot of wisdom on both spiritual topics as well as how to help your body. She puts cool recipes up that are healthy and nutritious. She does a couple episodes a week when she does publish, and so go hit subscribe at Powerful Whispers, and you can get a little sneak preview of what it's like to listen to her show in today's episode. So I hope you love it. Hi, you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenna Lee Samuel. On this show, I bring the simplicity of hearing God's voice into everyday life in a no-nonsense, authentic, and super practical way. With coffee in hand and real life in our faces, let's do this. Today's podcast is jam-packed full of powerful teachings from my guest, Jenna Lee Samuel. You'll discover how worship is an essential element, leading to the very heart of God's whispers. Prepare to be amazed as we explore the extraordinary ways God speaks through unusual circumstances. And forget about tricks and formulas, there is no one-size-fits-all approach to hearing God's voice. Even though there aren't tricks to hearing God, there are principles. You get to learn five principles that welcome the Lord's presence into our lives, creating an atmosphere where His voice becomes clear. In this power-packed episode, we'll also learn about leaving no room for shame. Stay tuned until the end for a powerful, beautiful body tip that intertwines the importance of your beautiful body, soul, and spirit. This episode is a true treasure trove of wisdom. Welcome to Powerful Whispers, the podcast that dives deep into the extraordinary whispers of God in real and practical ways. Together, we will explore how God speaks to us regarding our body, soul, and spirit. I'm your host, Krista Joy, and I'm excited to have you join me in this journey of learning how God speaks. As a foodie and a dietitian, I might even sprinkle in some simple food hacks. Let's get ready to dive into the powerful whispers of God and uncover these hidden gems. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Powerful Whispers. I am so honored to have a special guest today, Jenna Lee Samuel. She is the amazing hostess of a top-ranked podcast called Java with Jen. I have gotten a wonderful opportunity to know Jenna Lee, do you know this, for just three months. Can you believe it? I feel like I've known you for longer than that. Um, It's just so fun. You are just, you're a friend. You're just amazing. The second I got to know you three months ago, right? That's that's when I met you. And right after that, I signed up for your amazing mastermind podcast class, which I want you to share with everyone later in this episode, because folks, if you are interested in 
doing your own podcast, you are going to want to get to know Jenna Lee and sign up with her class. I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hi, everybody. And uh, thank you so much, Krista. It's literally so satisfying and full circle to be a guest on your podcast, which I got the privilege of having a front row seat to watch it come to life. And so it's an honor for me as well. But yeah, I'm Jenna Lee Samuel. I host Java with Jen podcast. As you can see, if there's second face behind me, that's me. And yes, like she said, it's in the top 1% globally. And which is just a blessing. The Lord has been so kind. And on my podcast, I teach people uh, how to hear God's voice for everyday life. And so we talk about everyday topics, but infused in it is always, you know, hearing God's voice and the role that that plays in different daily things. Um, My husband and I are pastors. We've been pastors together for 18 years, give or take. And, but I've been in ministry since I was a child. I grew up a missionary. And then in high school, I was an active leader in my youth group and did worship. So I've done worship leading as well for years. So I just have a heart for the Lord. And um, I've always had a desire to serve him and help people know him better. And apparently to help people learn to hear his voice. I love that. All of that. So I've listened to a lot of your episodes. I love every single one. And I missed the fact that you were a missionary child. Oh, yeah. I don't talk about it a whole lot because it was so long ago. And I mean, it it was a significant part of my life, but I don't see a lot of immediate crossover now where I'm at. But yes, missions has been in my blood since I was a child. I grew up on the Tohono O'odham Indian Reservation in Southern Arizona. That's where we were missionaries for a few years. And um, I love that. Yeah, it was a great experience. Thank you for that background. And I love that you have been so involved with worship because worship is so important to the Lord. Like, how do you like to worship the Lord? Like at... I know you're on stage and you you worship. How do you like to do it when you're at home? You know, I love what my relationship with the Lord really shifted into a more intimate, personal place when I learned how to worship in my quiet time alone. And I'm not going to lie, it was kind of awkward at first, like just singing by myself because I was so used to singing in a corporate setting to the Lord. And it was in college when I started, or maybe high school, when I started exploring that. Um, But I love just putting on music. I love soaking music, which is the term for worship music that maybe isn't so much about singing along. It's it's more about creating an atmosphere where your guards can go down, you can settle in, and you can just soak in the Lord's presence is why they call it soaking music. And um, so that's really what I like to do in my quiet time. But I have come to discover how much worship is a vehicle and an essential element in learning to hear God's voice. And they're very connected. Thank you. I love that you mentioned soaking music because that's new for me. Probably in the last year, I have really valued that not having words because I think for me, words were starting to get distracting. Mm -hmm. And so to have that more quiet time and just listening to music did help me also with my worship. That's awesome. Totally. Okay. So you want me to, I'm going to nerd out on you for a second and help people understand why soaky music is so powerful. So a lot of people don't realize that the way that your brain is built, there are certain ways to nurture hearing God's voice in, um, how you're like your body, your soul, and your spirit, they're all connected, which I know Krista talks about on her show. And I love that. And that's just the, the, the brilliance of God, really. So soaking music and getting into a place of rest and peace is key to getting in the place where your brain can receive from your spirit to hear the Lord's voice. 
who is it? Um, Caroline Leaf is a, a neuroscientist that I follow. Yes. I love her. And she talked about how when you're in a conversation with someone and you are on the same wavelength, you're connecting, you're like, oh, I, I get you, like, totally. You're finishing each other. You know, there's just a lot of, like, connection and you're seeing eye to eye. Then what happens in your brain is it, it activates these gamma waves in your brain that move from the front to the back of your mind, and it actually heightens your ability to receive insights, ideas, wisdom, revelation, and thus hearing God's voice in that place. So worship is, in essence, that function. Worship gets you in that place where you're like, oh, I see you, God. Oh, I hear you, God. You're connecting with the Lord. And so it wakes up that part of your brain so that you can then receive those higher downloads from the Lord. And so a lot of people, when they go through hard times, they feel like God isn't speaking to me. Well, that's not true. It's not that he's not speaking. It's that stress shuts down or emotional duress shuts down those parts of our brain that are meant to wake up and receive from the Lord. So when you're in a place of fight or flight or stress or trauma or anything, your brain function is limited to survival. And so the parts of your brain that pick up on the Lord's voice are actually not active in those moments. And so hearing God's voice requires that we go into a place of rest and peace and trust Mm -hmm. And connection and that's when our brain will wake up to receive from him <clears throat> so it's not that he stops talking it's that our brain isn't responding and isn't isn't positioned to hear from him until we get in that place of peace and connection wow thank you i didn't know all of that that's that amazing, amazing. <laughs> and i know that you do like to nerd out on how our brain works i've listened yeah. to some of your episodes going deeper into that i love that it's fascinating how god made us it's, it's really incredible. It is. It is. I would love to dive deeper and learn more about how you first heard from God. Yeah. So I think I've always been wired this way. I think it's part of the just the prophetic nature that God has given me. But one time I distinctly remember hearing from the Lord was when I was raising money to go on a missions trip to Auckland, New Zealand, <laughs> of all places to go on a mission oh, trip. Yes, please. Send me large. You <laughs> so know. hard. <laughs> I know. So I spent two months there. It was awesome. But I had to raise like over $4,000, you know, and that was back in the 90s, early 2000s. And so that was like $8,000 now. And I remember my mom was really discouraged. She's like, you're not going to be able to make it. You know, she was not full of faith in that moment. But I just was like, God's going to take care of it. I know he is. And so I got in the car to head to work. And I remember kind of asking the Lord, like, Lord, Am I believing for something that I shouldn't be believing for? Like, is this not going to happen? And then I turn on the radio and up comes this commercial. And it was like, all right, now live from Auckland, New Zealand, we have blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what are the chances? You know, like, like I've never heard of anyone anywhere from Auckland, New Zealand. And then the moment I'm praying about, that's where, you know. So that was when I wow. first realized God can speak through unusual circumstances. And there's been a number of times that I, I have heard the Lord's voice. I'm trying to remember. I feel like Bible school was really when I started nurturing the ability to hear his voice. And I remember it was a struggle at first. Like in my quiet times, I would try to like figure out what's the trick to connecting with Mm -hmm. God and having a great quiet time, you know? So I'd be like, you know, one quiet time I'd connect with the Lord through reading scripture out loud. And I was like, that must be it. So I try to make a formula out of it. And then the next day I try to do that and it was like flat. And I was like, dang it, what's the trick here? And so over the years and over the struggle, I eventually realized that the easiest way for me to connect and hear the Lord's voice is to get into a surrendered place and ask the Holy Spirit 
Holy Spirit, what's on your heart today? What are you in the mood? And really like prioritizing and serving him. And I realize that's probably a key because it's humility. You know, humility is when we prefer others over ourselves. And so when I go into my quiet time, preferring the Lord's preferences and like, God, what's on your heart? Holy Spirit, what are you thinking about? How can I, how can I, what are you in the mood for, for our quiet Mm -hmm. time today? And like just preferring him, then I found that I could hear him so much more easily. That's beautiful. I love that helpful tip. (laughs) <laughs> and it, it's not, I love that you're very transparent and you were trying to figure it out. Like, what's the key? There's got to be a formula on how to hear from God. And do you have an experience, God, that has transformed you or just really amazed you and, and sticks out in your mind? Quite a few, actually. So I have a funny one that was ironic. Good. And maybe you've heard it on my episodes before. Um, but then For I have sure. one that was very, like, profound. So I'll start with the, the funny one. So I was in college. And I wanted to go on a date with the Lord. I used to do that. You know, I would treat the Lord like a real person, you know, like a real relationship. And so I would go spend time with him uh, as though I would with someone else. And so I I went to a coffee shop and I was like, okay, Lord, we're going to have some time at this coffee shop and I'm going to hear from you and blah, blah, blah. Well, I forget like sitting there with people bustling is so distracting. That's not the place to like get in your soaking space, you know? And so I sit down and I'm like trying to journal and I'm really just distracted with all the people. So I'm looking around and then this little, like I was single at the time and this little Hispanic boy comes in and he's selling chocolates. And, uh, and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I want some chocolates. And then I felt like the Holy Spirit spoke in my heart where he said, um, he said, buy the chocolates. I want to get you chocolates. And I was like, Lord, that's dumb. I think I was talking to him like, Lord, I wish I was dating someone. And, you know, they were being romantic and would buy me chocolates. You know, like I was in that moment. And um, and the Lord was like, I want to buy you chocolates. And I was like, "Okay, okay, that's. I'm being weird. I'm just talking to myself now, you know? So I was like totally back and forth wrestling. And he was like, no, buy the chocolates. And I was like, Lord, that doesn't even count. I'm paying for them. How weird is that to be like, the Lord bought me chocolates. I paid my own money. I was like, Lord, that's just weird. It doesn't work that way. And he was like, generally just buy the chocolates. I'll replace the money. Like the money comes from me. Like just go buy the chocolate. And I was like, okay, fine. This is weird. I was like, I'm losing it. I know I'm losing it. And so the boy comes over. I give him the $7 and while he's getting his change, I was like, so what's your name? And he goes, my name is Jesus. (laughs) Jesus in Spanish is Jesus. (laughs) So I was like, that is so awesome. (laughs) Okay, Lord, I I see you. I hear you. That's funny. And so that was kind of a funny time when I I heard the Lord's voice, Um, but a really profound time. I remember my kids were young and I was doing laundry in the living room and I just felt like the Holy Spirit was like, wooing me or drawing me out to the back porch just to have him he had something on his heart and I was like okay so I go out there and I just felt like an impression like he wanted me to start shouting praises and so I was like oh, neighbors like awkward and so I was like okay so at first I was like I love you Lord I love you Jesus you're so special and he was like <clears throat> raise your voice please and I was like and so I was like, okay, fine. And I just start shouting praises. I was like, neighbors will hear me, whatever. They'll think I'm crazy. Who cares? And so I just started shouting praises. And the moment I did, which I think the key was not the shout, the key was the obedience. Um, right. But when I did, suddenly I had this open heaven vision where it was like curtains were drawn back and I could see right into the throne room of heaven. Oh, and wow. as I saw into the throne room, I saw the father and I saw Jesus at his right side. 
and I saw, it was kind of like there was big like old theater curtains kind of pulled back. And I saw all these angels. There was angels around the throne. There was angels like, and, and, and they were all like looking at me. And at first I didn't realize they were all looking at me. But as I was shouting, I was kind of like taking it all in. And it was all seen in my spirit. I wasn't seeing it with my natural eyes. I was seeing it in my mm-hmm. spirit. But after, once I realized they were all looking at me, I realized they were all waiting. It was almost like heaven was holding its breath, waiting for me to say something. And so when I realized kind of the gravity of that, I was like, oh gosh, uh, what do I say? You know, like, I better make this good. Like I felt the weight of the moment, like the father, the son, and all the angels are waiting on me to open my mouth. And so I was like, what do I say? And so I said, Lord, what should I say? And he said, ask that I would send harvesting angels into the earth. And so I didn't even know that was a thing. And so I said, okay, Lord, um, I asked that you would send harvesting angels. And the moment I said har, like it wasn't even fully out of my mouth. I saw literally like the sky lit up because all these angels like took off and took off into people's homes and into their bedrooms and into their cars and at work. And it like took off and filled, like it was like it lit up the sky. It took my breath away. And so I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, Lord, you're amazing. That was awesome. You know, and I just start praising again. And so then all of heaven, like what I could see, they turned their attention back and started worshiping the Lord with me. Like, yes, God, you're amazing. You're awesome. Like, blah, blah, blah. So we're worshiping for a moment. And then after a few moments of worshiping, suddenly they turned their attention to me again. And I realized it was time to say something else. And so this went on about two or three times before the vision ended. And so I realized after that was over, I was like, A, we get God's attention and we get heaven's attention when we praise. Um, B, angels hearken into the voice of the Lord, the word of the Lord. And so it's important that in our prayer, we're speaking and saying what the Father would be saying, mm. which is why hearing his voice is important. It's also why knowing the word of God is important because the angels hearken to the word of the Lord. And so the fact that I was speaking in agreement is the key of powerful prayer. Like the word says that if you ask anything according to my will, then you will receive what you have asked. And so the key to powerful prayer is knowing what the father would be saying in that moment or what he would want us to say. But then thirdly, it it opened my eyes to the fact that God himself told me, ask that I would release harvesting angels. But nothing mm-hmm. happened until I asked him. And I, mm-hmm. I decreed it and said, God, I ask that you would release. So that spoke to the authority okay. that I have as someone, as a, as a child of God in the earth and the dominion that we have in the earth with our words. And that was probably the fourth lesson was like the power of my words. Because I was like, if my words were enough to get heaven's attention where they were listening, like all of heaven was listening, waiting for an instruction out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is why gossip is such a sin. This is why mm. complaining yeah. is such a sin because it violates the the pure authority that he's given us to open our mouth and release things from our mouth. So I learned a lot in that experience and, um, and I wrote it down and gave it to a gentleman at church and he printed it and it actually kind of traveled around the area. People started mm. like reading it and passing it around. And, uh, and there was a gentleman painting our house and he was like, yeah, I read this thing last week about this guy and he was out praying cause I didn't put my name on it. And he was like, he was out praying and he, this thing happened and he's describing my whole experience. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> so anyways, that was a pretty profound <clears throat> moment of hearing the Lord's voice. That is incredible. And I have tears in my eyes. Like, wow, I just feel the Holy Spirit all over that. That is 
That is so amazing. And I love that when you're hearing God's voice, you're being obedient, and you didn't have to say a large 30-minute dissertation on anything. It was just that first word. You were being obedient. It was a few words, and and it was so. Yeah. Can you help the listeners understand how you might set the stage for welcoming the Lord's presence? Is there is there a way that like maybe your your go to way, even though we, not a formula, but your favorite? Yeah, well, way. there are there are some principles that help, right? <clears throat> like every woman is different, but there are some basic things that all women appreciate, right? Yes, right. <laughs> and so I feel like for me, sometimes it's just getting in a space where I can kind of like decompress. If I'm in a space that's really cluttered and it it makes me think about all the things I have to do, that's not setting myself up for success. Like I have to kind of being outside in nature does help because it's just soothing. But if I'm upstairs or whatever, I literally just kind of have to consciously get present and get still. Stillness is huge. Like the word says, be still and know that I am God. There's something in stillness that enables us to connect with him. But I also ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, is there any sin in my life that would be a barrier to me connecting with you right now? Because the reason God hates sin is because it's a barrier to us and because it hurts us. And so even if there's subtle things, maybe something I said that was harsh or whatever that grieved the Holy Spirit, he'll bring it up right away when I ask. And so I just do my part to like, get any junk out of the way that's disrupted our relationship. And then from that place of like humility and repentance, it's just real easy to just like get in there because he doesn't, God doesn't hold grudges. You know, he's not like, well, I'm a little hurt by this for a while. You know, he doesn't do that. He's just like, hey, here's the issue. And I'm like, oh, forgive me. He's like, okay, let's talk. (laughs) You know, he's like, let's do this. And so um, worship, if I'm, if I'm just struggling to like, usually it's not a struggle to hear God's voice. It's a struggle to get still enough to get present in the moment. Yeah. That's usually where the struggle is. And so worship helps with that. Sometimes reading his word out loud because it just kind of focuses my mind. Sometimes just going on a walk. It's mostly just getting out of my head. That is what is necessary because the Lord loves to talk to us. He He loves to connect with his children. And so getting sin out of the way is usually the only barrier that would make it hard to connect with the Lord. That's good. Um, and so once that's dealt with, then it's pretty, pretty simple. But yeah, having my head space clear and my heart at peace is important. So I have a question for you mm-hmm. because I know that you're a pastor for many, many years. I would ask for forgiveness for one particular area. And for years, I would feel like I haven't asked for forgiveness enough. Do you have anything to share for our listeners how I know now that is not true, but to help others who might be like me, who I know I was listening to the devil whisper in my ears like, you're not good enough. That's in there. That's That has kept you from God. Yeah. Do you have anything to share? Totally. I feel like there was a, a moment when I was in Walmart years ago waiting to return something. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me literally out of the blue. And he said something to me. He said, generally, like it literally felt very like, well, that was random. Okay, thanks. You know, like it was very random. But it's been kind of like a, a poignant moment for me in that he said, generally, you know, there's no room for shame in our relationship. And I was like, it's good no room for shame. So I, it, it didn't hit me in the moment because it felt very random. It was something that fed me for a while though, after the fact. 
And so I just pondered that. I was like, everything the Lord says is very intentional. And so I was like, no room for shame. What does that even mean? And I realized that when you make room for something, like if if you have new furniture, to make room for it means you're going to assess what's there and you're going to move things around to accommodate and make it fit the best. Well, a lot of times in our relationship with the Lord, we make room for shame because it feels noble. But the reality is shame came in when sin came in. And shame is also one of the only emotions mentioned at the cross because it says that for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross, scorning its shame. Scorning its shame, meaning he refused to participate with shame. And when I've, from there, there's been moments when I've sinned and I've been like, oh, I feel like he's going to follow me. You know, like this sucks. And so I made a conscious decision because of that revelation the Lord gave me not to even participate with shame. Shame is a waste of time. Now, the difference Mm -hmm. between shame and conviction, shame makes you feel filthy. Shame makes you feel like something's wrong with you. Shame makes you feel small and insignificant. Whereas conviction, the Lord just says, hey, this thing, can we deal with this thing? And you deal with the thing and you're good, you know? And so, and that's God's way. He doesn't want us, shame actually causes us to retreat from the Lord because that's what Adam and Eve did. They were naked and ashamed. And so they went Mm. and hid. And so that's one way that we know that we're dealing with shame is when we want to hide from the Lord. And so if I, like I pay attention to my heart, if I ever feel like I'm avoiding my time with the Lord or hiding from him, then I realize I'm wrestling with shame. And so then I need to go to the Lord and say, you know what, Lord, there is no room for shame. Forgive me for participating with the voice of shame. I will not tolerate that. If there is sin, point it out. We will deal with it right here and right now, but I'm not going to live in the space of shame because shame will cause you to hide from the Lord. And that's how you know it's the enemy. And so feeling like you need to ask for more forgiveness and more forgiveness and more forgiveness, that is that is the enemy's voice trying to torment you with a desire to please the Lord and a desire to be clean. But that's where we have to say, you know what? His grace is sufficient. His grace covers. And we have to make a conscious decision to trust that my repentance is sufficient. You know what I mean? Because his grace is, is covering it. And so I hope that, I don't know if that answers the question. You did a wonderful job. Thank you. I I love it all. And it's interesting, you know, how many times I've read the Bible, I did not pick up on the shame at the cross. It's, yeah. it's gone. It's huge. You know, the, uh, Brene Brown has a TED Talk that went very viral. That's what put her on the map about shame and vulnerability. And she mentioned how the opposite of vulnerability is shame and the way to combat mm-hmm. shame in our relationships. And that's why, like, I don't ever use the phrase with my kids, shame on you. Like, I don't ever use oh, that. Man. I don't speak shame over anybody because that is the voice of the enemy. Like, shame is not God's language. It's not his method. It's not his culture. And so um, if if you or your listeners ever want to go check it out, just search Brene Brown, B-R-E-N-E Brown, and then vulnerability and shame. And it'll pull up the videos. It's mind-blowing. It's amazing. It'll be like food for your relationships. Thank you. I'll even add that in the show notes, too. There we so go. people can just <laughs> look at look at that. So I would love to know if you have a power nugget of wisdom that you might want to have shared with your own self 10 or 20 years ago to help uh, others on their journey with Jesus. 
Yes, and I bet the listeners in my podcast are probably tired of hearing about this, actually. But I feel like you can't think about it or talk about it enough because it's kind of it's kind of hard. Um, but is boundaries, setting boundaries, and like I didn't realize, and I thought that I had, like I knew what I, I knew, kind of like I knew the word boundary. I knew it meant a line I draw. But my idea of boundaries was that I draw a boundary because I'm afraid of you or I'm trying to keep you out. Right. But if I could have understood that boundaries are actually a life-giving God idea, like it was God's idea to have boundaries. God has boundaries, actually. You know, he's like, unless I'm number one in your life, you, you're not worthy of me. That's a boundary. You know, he says, um, you know, don't sin. Here's the Ten Commandments. Those are boundaries. Boundaries are the lines that I draw. So I can safely love you and safely love me at the same time. And so being able to recognize boundaries as lines or, or principles I can implement in a relationship to nourish the relationship and nourish both of us would have been helpful because I endured a lot of difficult relationships thinking that I was doing the godly thing of dying right. to myself and turning the other cheek. And you need do nothing. The Lord will fight for you. And <laughs> I had a lot of like extreme passive Christianity in my heart, thinking that it was more faith-based or that it was more trusting of the Lord or whatever. But I have come to learn, like when I made a conscious decision and I remember the conversation, I was, I was dealing with a difficult relationship in my life. And I told the Lord, Lord, I'm sorry if this is not a kind or, or mutually submissive thing to do in this relationship, but I have to have boundaries or I'm going to die and I felt the presence of God fall on me in that moment like I hadn't felt in years. And so his presence was was validating. Yes, you need boundaries. Like, help yourself. And, <laughs> and a lot of times people don't realize, and as a pastor I see this a lot, people will endure very toxic relationships and very toxic environments and they'll just wrestle through it and they'll be like, no, I just need to get my heart right. I just need to get the offense out of my heart. The reality is you need a boundary there. You know, like if you're constantly having to wrestle against offense or wrestle against um, uh, pain in a relationship or in an environment, you need a boundary. Like you're not meant to live in that space. There are moments where we need to deny our flesh and we need to, you know, turn the other cheek and just go the extra mile. But if you live in that space constantly, it's gonna deteriorate the quality of your life and the quality of your heart. And it's going to actually cause you, cause other sin to come mm. up because you're not having boundaries. So all that to say, boundaries are life changing. Yeah. <laughs> that's my, that's my nugget of wisdom for my younger That is self. a huge nugget. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Could you share with us one encouraging Bible verse? Yes. I love, 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 love the word of God, but I feel like a, those verses will change different seasons of my life, but Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is one of my favorites where it says, As lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him or seek him, and he will direct your paths. And that is kind of like my life mantra, which I guess in essence is a picture of, of being prophetic and, and listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, is that we choose to recognize, I don't see all the things. I don't know all the things. I I have no way of making a right decision with limited information and my limited perspective, but I get to lean into the Lord's wisdom and he promises to tell me what to do and to counsel me and I can trust that. And so that's like my life verse. So I love to ask this question of all of my guests. Can you share one of your beautiful body tips? 
Oh, oh I feel like I have a lot. I have a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I just turned 40 <laughs> last week, so <laughs> I like I have a lot that I'm thinking about. <clears throat> Beautiful body tips. Okay, when it comes to your body, I will say this. Fitness really is important. And I think anyone that hits 40 or even 35, you're like, ah, they weren't joking in PE class when they said we need to work out three to four times a week. Like, that's actually a thing. Um, and so I have I have come to discover that it's it's most valuable if I can make exercise something I enjoy. If you don't enjoy it mm-hmm. and your brain doesn't get some reward from it, you're not going to go back to it. You're like, Absolutely. it has to be something you enjoy. I love HIT workouts, which is they're they're short HIT H I I T for high impact, high intensity impact training. I think, right? That sounds right. And then, so they're basically they're shorter. They're like 12 to 20 minutes usually. And so I have an app that I downloaded that has HIT workouts. My son is using it now actually, but I love it because I notice when I do it. It's short so I can fit it into my life. It gets me warm and gets calories burning, but I'm not like dripping with sweat. So the HIIT workouts are shorter. They get you warm enough that you're burning calories, but you're not dripping with sweat. So you don't have to go to spend an hour and a half showering and getting ready all over again. You know, do a quick, yeah. you know, whatever. So it's it's not inconvenient basically is what I'm saying. <laughs> but I noticed that my appetite is up on those days because it really does turn on your metabolism. So nice. I feel like HIIT workouts really are, and you can do them in your house. Like you don't have to have weights. You can use body, body weight, whatever. That is huge. I feel like working out is an important part of not only our physical health, but also your mental, emotional, and spiritual health. People people compartmentalize their lives and think, oh, my physical health is disconnected from my spiritual health, but it's not yeah. true. Your mind follows where your body is. If your body's unhealthy and it will jack up your hormones, which will jack mm-hmm. up your mood and your balance, and it will jack up your mental health, and your mental health feeds your spiritual health. And so like, if your mental health is like, full of all kinds of crazy stuff, then you end up like entertaining the thoughts of the enemy Mm -hmm. and the lies of the enemy. And so it's all really connected. And so being physically healthy is part of how we protect our, our soul and our spirit and keep those things healthy as well. So that's probably my, my biggest like beautiful body tip. Otherwise for the skin, I would say hyaluronic acid is a game changer. Okay. I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but you die. Yes. I am, okay, hyaluronic acid, it like pulls like the moisture to the surface of the skin. And so it just plumps your skin and makes it like juicier looking. And it's great (laughs) when you're getting older and your skin is trying to like dry itself out. Drinking water is a huge part of that though, so. Yes, absolutely. Especially when you're down south, (laughs) keep your hydration up. I will say though, the humidity here in Texas is probably really helpful for the skin. Cause I lived in Arizona, I grew up there. And my friends who grew up in Arizona, their skin is much more dried out looking. And I think it's because of the climate. And so, yay for humidity. At least there's a benefit yeah. to it. <laughs> well, I live in Minnesota. We have a lot of humidity in the summer with all of our lakes. Oh, I <laughs> Lots of moisture going on. <laughs> Not good for the hair, but it's all good. <laughs> so, Jenna Lee, can you share with our listeners today how people can connect with you and absolutely make sure you share about your podcast class coming up? Absolutely. So if you guys want to connect with me, um, Java with Jen podcast, you can find it on all of your major listening platforms. If you go to Java with Jen podcast.com, that's basically my link tree and it has a whole bunch of links to all my different things. So that's probably the easiest way to reach me. But I hang out on Instagram a lot, despite the fact that Instagram is making itself cumbersome and difficult. But for whatever reason, I'm loyal. So (laughs) 
Instagram, my handle is just Java with Jen. Yeah, my mastermind for my podcast students is coming up in early September. So enrollment is actually open right now. And enrollment will stay open up to the first two weeks into the class. It's a 10 week class. So I keep it open the first two weeks for any late people that jump on late, but it's a wonderful class. I fell in love with it. Like Krista was saying, when we met three months ago, I had just barely come up with the idea to do it. And it's actually must've been April when we talked because April, the first week of April was when I dreamed it up. It's been wonderful. And now there's 10 new podcasts in the world, thanks to all of my lovely students. And so, (laughs) So um, yeah, so they can check that out. All those links are at javawithgenpodcast.com. And I'll give you an extra shout out here. Your class is amazing. Every week is chock full of of details. It's like every single week is is worth showing up for and the homework she is it's so it's laid out incredibly well. The checklist, I love checklists. She is meant to teach this class and you Aww. should join her in your class. So, Thank anyways. <laughs> as we wrap up here, Jenilee, would you like to close us in prayer? Absolutely. Father, I just thank you so much for Krista and this newfound calling and passion in her life for podcasting and sharing her wisdom with the world. And we just pray, Lord, that you would bring the listeners to her that need what is inside of her. And I pray, Lord, you would just continue to bless the journey of her show and bless the listeners who have come today. Father, that anything that spoke to them today, that you would continue to unfold to them. And anyone that's been listening, that's hungry to learn to hear your voice, Father, that you would, just like you took me on a journey, you took Krista on a journey, take them on their own unique journey of learning to hear your voice, that they would have the satisfaction of a full, deep, and intimate relationship with you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Jenilee, for being here as a guest on my show. I'm so thankful. Absolutely. It was an honor. I hope you've been inspired, uplifted, and equipped with practical ways to experience His presence in your everyday life. A special thank you to those who have rated, shared, or commented on my podcast, Your input warms my heart. Remember, the journey doesn't end here. Stay connected with me on my website at kristajoinministries.com and be sure to sign up for my newsletter on my main webpage. Or you can connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Powerful Whispers Podcast to continue the conversation and stay updated on upcoming episodes. Until next time, I'm Krista Joy signing off. May your journey be blessed with an abundance of God's whispers for you. And make sure to grab hold of the gentle nudges from God. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say, hey, it's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Also, don't miss our merch store where you can get super cool Java with Jen swag and coffee. Find it at javawithjenmerch.com. Until next time, remember... Hearing God's voice is simple, and He wants to be a part of your everyday life. See you next week.